stories brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another installment of Refuge Freedom Stories. My name is Sean. I'm your guest host here, and I'm so pleased to welcome Tiffany Moore. Tiffany is on a mission to reach the masses, to encourage people that you never should let an offense stop your purpose. And she does it by utilizing faith-based tools to combat the devastation of a negative mindset from an offense that stops people from pursuing their Christ-given purpose. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to dive into our interview together. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Sean. It's such a pleasure. I can't wait it's to be the- with you today. <laughs> it's it, it's got to be fun. We joked beforehand, we even b- began this, we like to have fun conversations. So I always like to find out because, of course, we're talking about freedom. Part of our mission with our show is We want to tell people there is freedom in Christ. And so let's start there. Where did you start in your journey with a relationship with Jesus? I started as a young child, but then, you know, as we grow older, we tend to stray off. And that's what I did. I went to school and I strayed away for a little bit. But as I began to settle down and got married, I knew that God was missing in my life. And like, it was just like the emptiness of, I've got to have God in my life. And so, and that's when I I just recommitted myself back to God. And that's basically how I got back on the right path with Christ in the early 2000s. So that's how it all started. It's beautiful how he calls us back. My story is very similar. I call myself the prodigal. I I proudly call myself the prodigal because I actually finally got to the end of myself and found him. (laughs) Tiffany, you utilize faith-based tools to try to help people combat the devastation of that negative mindset. When when I read that, I have my own picture of, you know, combating somebody in in a negative mindset. How do you do that? What is the way you try to help people overcome the negativity in their minds? So I actually wrote a devotional workbook that the Holy Spirit gave me during devastation in my life. And I had to learn to not focus on the thing and focus on God. Because the one thing he asked me is, will I trust him in the dark? And one thing he reminded me of is that even Jesus had a betrayer, Judas, but it never stopped Jesus' purpose. So will you let an offense stop your purpose? And so that was the basis of my book. But going into it, it was bringing those thoughts into subjection of the Holy Spirit. Those things that come back to torment your mind when you're in a bad place, the things that have happened to you, things people may have said, things that people don't know about, it'll play in your mind. And once you get a thought, it creates an emotion. And if you're not careful, you're going to respond. So we want to call those things and make those things bow to the Holy Spirit. We're going to call things. And and that's how I found the main thing that helped me was quoting the scriptures, not just quoting them, but you have to believe it. It's one thing that we can know what scripture says, but it's it's sometimes hard to live it out. And these past couple of years during the COVID pandemic and just the overall negativity through social media, through media in general, it has been a challenging couple of years, has it not? Mm-hmm. It has. It has. It has. And in those challenging years, what I found out is a lot of people, when offense happens, 
I always say, live long enough, someone will offend you. But how will we get past it, <laughs> right? And yes. so, especially in these COVID times, we're starting. We the the people that we love so much, we're living closer to them, right? Because some sometimes we we work at home, and you know we're spending more time and realizing, like, oh, okay, we have changed a little bit. So in those aspects, things can happen, things can be said, you can be hurt, mm-hmm. but you have to learn not to be the offense. You got to remember to be who God called you to be, but you would never know who God called you to be if you never jumped and studied your word. So it's hard to be something that you don't know. That's right. And way too many times I find that we hold on to that negative mindset because we have grown comfortable. And one of the biggest challenges is to help people understand we can break free of a negative mindset, but we can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us through it. Right. And I would say the one thing that the Holy Spirit gave me was Psalms 23. And all my life, I've known this since a child. I could quote it to you, but I never took the time to dissect it. The one verse that he Mm -hmm. kept giving is is verse four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. And the way he brought that thing down to me was that that shadow of death, that offense that you are focusing on, it seems like it's going to kill you, but it's not there. It can't take you out. One thing is if there's a shadow, there's a light. There cannot be a shadow without light. And then also sometimes you're in that valley and it's a dark place. So you may not be able to see Christ, but you need to hear his voice. His sheep knows his voice. And what he was showing me, like if you play with a shadow long enough, the shadow can get and overtake you. So when you focus on that offense long enough, it's going to seem like it's bigger and it's swallowing you, causing you that anxiety. When you focus on that and you feel that anxiety, you know that you lost your focus on Christ. And that's when you need to make sure you go back and you need to find scripture, find a worship song. You know, and and Isaiah tells you for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. And so that was something that helped me through that fence. I know for myself, uh, worship music plays a huge role as, as well as scripture, but worship music, just throwing on something from Elevation Worship or Bethel or Hillsong, mm-hmm. or I like Phil Wick, somebody who I, I listen to a lot because it's bringing me closer to the Holy Spirit and to God, helping me refocus from the offense mm-hmm. to him who could take away all the offenses. It, it sounds cliche, but we do have to let go and let God. Right. Oh, that that is so good. And and that's one thing that you will learn in in the darkest times of your life. You'll learn that you say, oh, I trust him. But then when something comes up and you're ready to handle it yourself, that's you not trusting him. (laughs) Amen, sister. I've done that many times. I go, how did I get here? Oh, yeah. I decided to drive the car today. Right. I remember that old song. Uh, well, it's not that old, but it's, it seems that old Carrie Underwood song, Jesus Take the Wheel. It's like, Jesus mm-hmm. Take the Wheel, but no, not today. I'm going to drive. And that's <laughs> where my life usually goes off track. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Moore, she's an author and creator of Disciple More, which is to encourage everyone to follow Christ through their everyday life. So, Tiffany, can you kind of lay out how, you know, through you listening to the Holy Spirit, a disciple more came to really to fruition and, and start impacting people in your own community? So I would say definitely disciple more came about when I was about to publish the book and the Holy Spirit gave me disciple more. And I told with that and I was like, well, people are going to think I'm crazy. And the Holy Spirit told me to do it. I'm 
set in your path. And I said, okay. And then I said, well, the enemy wouldn't tell me to be a disciple, a follower of Christ. So let me go ahead with it. And I, I sent it out. But the way that it has impacted so many people, it's funny how it may not impact the ones close to you, but it's mm-hmm. the ones that don't know you. That reach out, like I've had people message me through Messenger on Facebook. Like I've had pastors and and leaders just send stuff. I had strangers just speak to me and just, you just never know what the next person is going through. And so that's why you always want to be the salt of the earth, the light in the world, showing that we're God's glory carries and we're, we're helping our brothers and sisters in Christ, right? So this has taken me on a journey to just have a love for people and souls, you know? because even though I experienced pain, God is getting glory out of it. And it was all worth it. And I always go to Romans 8 and 18 for I reckon the suffering of this present time is not even comparable to the glory that God is going to do within me, right? So it's never about me, but it's always about Christ. And so I'm just ecstatic that he just wants to use me. (laughs) That's right. I tell people all the time, I'm just this little boy from Cape Breton on the eastern tip of Nova Scotia up in Canada. And I'm thrilled every day that God says, you know what, I can use you. It's it's not as much as our gifting. It just, we have to show we're going to be available to him because he can use anybody. But if we're not available, if we don't allow ourselves to be used, he goes, okay, I've got somebody else for the assignment. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about us. Even though we're talking about you and, and the projects you've been working on, it's not really about Tiffany. It's about what God is doing through you and through disciple more, correct? Right. Being that willing vessel. That's what he wants of us. Being that willing vessel. I would say I just recently did a sermon. I'm just speaking on being the salt of the earth, but we say he's the living water. And if he's the living water and we're the salt of the earth, how good are we seasoning the ground for the world to want to thirst more after Christ? Because if you have enough salt, you're going to thirst, right? <laughs> so yes. I'm like, so how good, how good? And I, and I made up in my mind, I wanted to have a robust flavor in Christ. I wanted to leave foot and, and that saltiness where people will say, oh my God, I got to know Christ. I yes. got to know Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's infectious. When people see someone who's living out their faith in an authentic manner, don't you find that it's in and itself is attractive to other people to go, I want a little bit what she has. If we, as believers in Christ, if they meet you at the job, then meet me at the grocery store, then meet Johnny in the marketplace somewhere, and they just have that all throughout their day, more people will thirst after Christ because we're being authentic. Like, yeah. So some people may be listening and go, okay, well, this is easy for Tiffany to say she's an author. She's created Disciple More. But your life journey has not always been easy. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about some of those parts of your life that, you know, there was real struggles in. What do you feel comfortable sharing to the listeners about the the times that, you know what, Tiffany was not always there raising her hands, praising God? Right. So I did experience infidelity in our, in my marriage, and that was devastating to me. It was devastating. And, you know, sometimes you feel so much weight on you that sometimes the world, it seems like the world around you is still moving and nobody sees you drowning. And there's days that you can't pray. It's got so heavy that you're like, okay, and this is just real. And as, and this is me being a believer in Christ. It got so heavy. But what I can say is God always had somebody else praying when I couldn't 
Right. And and when on the lowest days, he he sent people, you know, he sent people that didn't even know. And so what I did learn in this season is that it wasn't about me. Well, it was about pruning me and getting some things. The offense was an offense and yeah, it hurt it, but it's, it got me to a place where he needed me to be. It was a dark season in my life, but in the dark, things are formed. Things are made to get better. You think about a seed in the ground in the dark. And I always say, you know what? I'm In the dark, you know you're about to produce. Something is going to produce out of this darkness. We're, I'm going to sprout up. And normally your fruit is not for the plant. It's for everybody else around it. So if you're really a lover of Christ and you have a love for people, bear the fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is so good because sometimes we forget that when we're in the midst of our pain. So again, I can't imagine the pain that you were going through at that time, but even in the midst of the pain, God can take our pain and he can repurpose it and he can give it new life. He can, he can take those, those lowest moments of our lives and actually grow something great out of it. Yeah. Yes. And so from that time, it was just things that he grew me up in a way that I knew God, but I'm in relationship. I am in a deep relationship with Christ. The way I would want my spouse to call me is the way I call on God. You know, sometimes, and in this, he lets me, he lets me see that I am the God of all flesh. There's nothing too hard for me. There's nothing too hard. And so everybody's situation, if they even experience this, if God, sometimes it's not for it to be, and maybe God didn't ordain it. And then if it is, God can work it out. There's nothing too hard. And the one thing that I have learned is whatever, the biggest thing that I could ever imagine that I want God to do. The word of God tell us eyes haven't seen nor ears heard, nor has it even entered into the hearts of men, the things that God has prepared for us. So therefore, the biggest thing that I think or want God to do is not even big. So I'm like, okay, God, well, let me just keep trusting you because he's teaching me to focus on him. He has this. Worship me. I have this. Trust me. I have that. And so it's all coming in line. And throughout this process, I've opened a business. I wrote a book. I actually recently became a mental health coach. And I became a minister in the process as well, because I've been in relationships and it's just happening so fast. But I'm like, oh, God, I'm holding on. We're on this together. We're in this together. That's so good because sometimes we get stuck in that place. And because with our ministry, we deal with people who have been incarcerated and it's been things they've done or or how they grew up. And if there's anything I hope they hear in, in, in what you're speaking is God can meet you even in that dark place. They've heard my story here. I, uh, Johnny interviewed me for the program a, a few months back where I, I got to share all my junk. Even in the midst of my junk, God said, no, I'm still here. And we mm-hmm. have to realize we don't have to have it all together because he's the only one who, who can piece all the brokenness back together. Sometimes I think we as his body, sometimes we give up this notion that, you know, things always have to be together, but that's not the story for every follower of Jesus. Sometimes there's some brokenness that we've got to walk through. Right. You're right. And that's the thing. He's not looking for a perfect person. We're not perfect. We're progressing in Christ. We're not perfect, but we don't practice sin. You know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to mess up. And if we did pick up the pieces, he just needs a willing vessel. Pick up the pieces and we're going to keep moving. And I do speak about that 
identity crisis. You know, yes. the things of life have, or the enemy will try to taunt us with those things, but to remind ourselves and who we are in Christ and who he called us to be, and just to dig deeper in him, to let us know who we are. Like we are King's kids. We are King's kids. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. And, and, and thankful for that because without him, we know what we can do on our own, but all good things come through Jesus. And I hold on to Philippians 1, 6, he who began a good work in me will see it through to the day of Christ Jesus. God, even in the midst of your pain, as, as you mentioned, I just want people, in case they miss that, God not just, uh, you know, just brought you through it. He brought in a whole new bunch of tools into your toolbox, like mm-hmm. opening a business. How how scary is that? When you're still just holding on, God says, I got this for you, Tiffany. How was that, to, you know, to, to feel that, to, to feel him say, okay, I, I know you're still hurting, but here's what I want you to do. Tell tell our listeners how that felt to, to start a business, even though you you may not have felt like you were on your game at that time. You know what? I'm going to say I was in tune with listening to God and hearing his voice at that point, because if I wasn't for sure, I would have never done it. I'm going to say if I listened to fear, if I listened to people, but it is amazing because like I said, I would have never imagined that this was where I would be, but God already had the plan. You know, he, he knew all of my mistakes. He knew the things that was going to happen for me. Christ died on the cross knowing that all these things and who I was going to be, but he said, oh, come on. I still love you. Come on. (laughs) So like, this is an amazing experience. And I'm like, and this is just the beginning. And I'm just like, in all of what I say is, look at my God being big. I tell people it's like holding on for dear life because it's like, you want something? Here we go. Mm-hmm. And he he's running. Sometimes we have to try to catch up. Right. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, we have a few moments left. And just in our conversation, I hear an encourager in you. And, and, you know, when you have two pastors together, like you and I are both pastors, sometimes we can get into the big thoughts. But is there something that you can give in a couple of minutes to that person who is saying, yeah, that sounds great for you and Sean, but you don't know what I've done. Can God still use me? What encouragement can you leave for somebody who's feeling that lost and that no, God's not picking them? Oh, God has equipped you from the beginning. I would tell you that God has equipped us. Who we are, God has equipped us. It's already formed in us. And Jeremiah 29 and 11 said, for he knows the thoughts and plans that he has towards us. And just to get to the end, that he has an expected end, but I will encourage you to go read it so you'll know it for yourself. But he has an expected end for you. And what that tells me is in his word, God says his word, he esteems his word higher than his name. And his word will not come back void, but it would accomplish everything that it set out to do. And so he calls you his. And so it's the enemy that speaks against you and that that's torments you. I know who you are in Christ, but I want you to know who you are in Christ. And there are scriptures in the Bible. I encourage you to get dig deep and you can Google, you can say, who am I in Christ? The scriptures, you can Pinterest these type of things and they'll give you the scriptures that you can study in the Bible. I actually list them in the book as well, but you can go and dig in and you start asking God to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes and your heart. And you Ask God to guard your heart. The Bible tells us to guard your heart because the issues of life flows from it. So we want to guard it. We want to cover it with the word of God. You are who God called you to be. You're not what the world said you are. You're who God said you are. 
So, so good. So, so good. Now, Tiffany, we've spent this uh, 20 plus minutes together, but I'm sure there are some people saying, I'd love to know more about Tiffany and what she does. How is the easiest way for people to follow you on the social streams? What's the way for people to, to follow you and find out more about Disciple More? You can follow me on Facebook at Author Tiffany Moore. Also, my website is www.disciple-tiffanymore at yahoo.com. You also can find my book, It Happened, devotional workbook on Amazon. If you type it in, just It Happened, Tiffany Moore, and it'll populate for you. It's also on the website that I just gave you as well. And I am Minister Moore, Tiffany Moore. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for joining us, Tiffany. And I, and I pray God continues to use you in mighty and beautiful ways and bless you for your time with us and bless you for your service to our King. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Faith in the promise of your son
hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.